Hey, and welcome to episode 35 of the Sunfire Tavern, which is our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV. With myself, Clark, and my co-host, Ollie, uh, discussing the hot topics from the week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And I'm told many other podcast locations are now starting to show the Sunfire Tavern as well. Uh, and you can also drop us an email at sunfiretavern at gmail.com if you've got any questions or things you want us to read out on air. Hey, Ollie. Hey, what's up, Clark? How you doing? The sky is up, the sun is up, everything is up this week. It's uh, it is. lockdown's easing, it's getting warm, the weather's stopped being awful. Yep. It's good. It's a beautiful day outside. It is a and, really beautiful day outside. And something got older yesterday. Oh, yes. It was yes. me. I got a year older. Congratulations. So that's Happy why birthday. we're actually delayed this week. Thank you. That's why we're delayed from the podcast this week because initially I was planning to be out last night, but I was actually just hungover. So <laughs> either way, we didn't record because you don't want to hear me hungover. Uh, but here we are tonight, late, um, because I was at the gym and got stuck on a bus, which has been fun. Uh, but this week's agenda. Uh, we're going to be looking at Sonic Colors Remastered and the Sonic Collection, which potentially means that we are psychic because mm-hmm. we guessed that m- mere hours before they announced it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon Wellness Chambers in the Warehouses, the Friends Reunion Show, Tell Me Why is free on PC and Xbox this week, and I want to talk a little bit about that. And then this week's Nostalgia Buy is Joypads Without Joysticks, Oh Joy. And if we get time, which I think we will, we'll have uh, a little round of 20 questions as well. Righto. So I guess, Ollie, we'll start off with what you've been playing. Oh boy! Or watching or doing or what? interacting with or so, experiencing. In terms of mm. uh, watching, I finished off uh, Castlevania season four. Uh, Ooh, how was it this week? It was honestly fantastic. Like, going to go? It was honestly average. No, the, the <laughs> like great, great ending, and also the fight, the final like sort of um, fight scenes in that ser- in that last series, are so good. Like I think some like some like top tier in terms of like fight scenes in anime and animated fight scenes. Um, I, like I would hundred percent recommend it. Yeah, even even though they do you know they probably do the they do the thing where it's like oh let's introduce some characters who aren't really important but they have like these cool abilities just so they can like fight for like the final like kind of confrontations and stuff like that. But it is choreographed and animated so well. You can tell the people who choreographed those fights are like you know they're there just to choreograph fights. If you get what I mean. Like, it yeah, was I get it, I get it. fantastic. And I think quite a nice ending to the series as well. Uh, I didn't realize it was going to be the end to... I mean, well, we'll see. Uh, but I think it closes off things quite nicely in, t- in case they don't really want to make a season five or anything like that. But yeah, uh, would highly recommend that for people who like anime or like, you know, kind of... Um, I guess it's, I guess it's pretty gratuitous in terms of gore and stuff like that, but you know, just just a well-crafted anime and like it gets quite bleak if you're into like bleak sort of like vampire things. Yeah. Are you asking if anime fans are into bleak vampire-y kind of storylines? Because I think there might be. I think there's a strong overlap. I think the Venn yeah. diagram is uh, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're kind of kind of close to each other, yeah. but 100 percent would recommend. I mean, that is me being judgmental, of course. Anime fans can be into whatever they want to be, but of specifically course. if it's got vampires in it. Yeah, uh, it's great. <laughs> It is great. Um, what else cool. have I been doing? I've been playing more Valorant uh, with some friends uh, recently, which has been 
fun, but kind of like in the sense of like I haven't played a competitive shooter in a while, and I needed to. I I feel I, I get that weird thing where it's like, oh boy, I know what I want to do, but I don't have the you know the ability to do it in terms of like you know like clicking like headshotting people and stuff like that. So it's like made that's like one of these things like oh boy, gotta go back and practice playing shooters again until I get to a competent level. But yeah, you know, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been getting it. I didn't like, you know, uh, we haven't been playing like ranked or anything like that. We're just kind of like playing like unrated and spike rush and stuff like that, which are like the sort of like more casual game modes. But it's still cool. fun. It's just it's just from like a personal standpoint of like when I play like competitive games in quotation marks, I like to be like at least to a point where I'm like comfortable with my level of play. I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I'm glad you said that because we've been doing a similar thing with Overwatch where we've been playing it more uncompetitively, but yeah. to get better at the competitive element. Yeah. Um, because I've realised that as I'm now 38, I've, I've aged like a like an old cheese. Wow, wow. Um, I'm, you know, my reaction's a little bit slower in game. So a couple of us who are of similar age are playing Overwatch now in like quick play and the arcade stuff uh, because we just want to get uh, our skills retuned at it because it feels like we've been a long time out of the loop and, you know, we're getting smashed by other, but I'm sidetracking here because this is your what we've been playing, not no, my what, what I like to talk about. It's fine. Go ahead. So talking about Overwatch, you know. Um, know but yeah, I, I totally get you in terms of like when you're trying to, you know, improve or play it, play like not even like to me, it's not even about winning. It's kind of just being at like a competent level. But anyway, with uh, uh, what else have I been playing except Valorant? Um, uh, obviously, you know, League of Legends. Uh, also having a crushing addiction to Merge Mansion, uh, this mobile game. Uh, Merge continues. Mansion. Yes, it continues. Um, so yes. Uh. I'm I'm playing I'm playing Merge Mansion quite a lot, so I'm going to shout out uh, <laughs> Merge Mansion. Give it a quick explanation for for those of us that I mean, as I'm deeply in the mobile industry, of course I know what it is. But uh, for those other listeners that may not have heard of Mergey Mansion, or whatever Merge, you called it, Merge Mansion is a mobile game in which you uh, I don't know how to say it. It's kind of like well, neither do I. So it's like an I I guess it's kind of like an idle game, but not idle. Like in this, in the purest sense, like you know, you have these tasks where you have to merge these items together, kind of like twenty forty eight style, where you're like trying to upgrade these items by merging them together, uh, to like complete specific tasks, tasks and progress through the story or through the thing. But it's just quite a nice like thing, like a game I can open up for like ten minutes at a time throughout the day, just like break up the day. It's, it's been quite nice and it has like a sort of sense of progression and it's definitely got its hooks into me and I can't escape. So, um, yeah, that, that, that that's what I've been playing recently. Is it free to play? Yeah, it's free to play. It's on mobile. Um, oh, okay, obviously, it has, obviously it has microtransactions and all these other things. Um, no, no mobile game that doesn't. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, I can talk about, a, I mean, I guess it's not really playing or watching, but um, I went into a LAN cafe for the first for the first time in a while the other day. Oh, wow, okay. Was it yeah. really smelly? No! So, um, in the UK, I know we have one of the big, like, sort of, like, well, at least in London, specifically, uh, there's a big, sort of, uh, there's a company called Wanyu, I'm pretty sure it's Chinese, um, who have opened up a bunch of different land cafes around, or, like, you know, like, gaming centres around, like, places in London, so I went to the one in Stratford the other day, and, um, yeah, it was a weird experience, like, how big it is and how many different computers and stuff like that is. Also during COVID, you know, they have to like disinfect the computers and do all yeah. these other things. But, you know, it was it was quite a quite because I needed to kill some time in Stratford while I was waiting for some for some friends. Um so yeah, I ended up just going to Wanyu and playing like on, on the PC for like an hour and a half kind of thing and it was 
you know, for someone with a salary, I think it's a pretty reasonable price. That was like five pounds an hour kind of thing, which is like, you know, compare that to like a pint at the pub, you know, pretty, pretty worth. Yep. Uh, just to kill some time, you know, and entertain myself for a little bit. Um, and yeah, uh, it was nice. You get to play with like sort of like high spec gear in the gaming room with like, you know, like there's AC. You can order food and drink to your table. Um, it's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, just a nice way to like kill some time, I guess. Uh, but it, the, the surreal thing was kind of like being surrounded by all these other gamers. And also, it was, it was this is in the middle of like Westfield Stratford, which is like a massive mall. And um, that was obviously. Oh, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like a bunch of like uh, parents Not kind you just of. Gave me the address, but. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like showing, show oh, yeah, like sort of like kid, you know like <laughs> kids obviously seeing the computers and stuff and be like oh let's go to have a look and it was weird as I was playing League of Legends you can just hear like sort of like kids in the background kind of just like you know murmuring like oh wow you know this guy's playing X Y Z kind of thing. And, it does you know, make like, you feel a little bit cool, doesn't it? You're like it, a, a little like, bit. It was also like. I'm trying to focus. Shut up. But, no, but it's you know, that like... same feeling. So I've had exactly the same feeling when I'm in an arcade when I was younger and someone comes up behind you and they're like, wow. And you're yeah. like, yeah, wow, you enjoy this. Yeah, <laughs> You exactly. enjoy my skill. Yeah. <laughs> just like I, did, I pulled up, I did, a, I did a nice play and someone was like, nice. You know, it's like, I heard someone just in the background. I didn't even know they were watching that I just had to be like, that was, even like, that, that guy was nice. And I was like, wow. Thank I mean, this is the sports game. Sports game. Listen to what I sound like. This is the sports equivalent. <laughs> my favorite sports game. Um, this is the sports equivalent of like uh, you hit a home run or something like that, and, and everyone cheers and stuff. This is about as close as you get as a gamer. Yeah, just That's some random people who. Yeah, random people who are just walking around a land cafe, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, I just an interesting thing for like you know one of those kind of things like you know you don't really think about that. You know, I guess in the Western culture, we don't really have many like gaming centers or like land cafes. It's not, not there. It's certainly not like PC. Did. Yeah, back in the we day, we definitely did. Um, but I mean, definitely, especially after COVID, like they just don't exist anymore. You can't yeah. find them anywhere. Well, yeah. it's like you know, like obviously in Asian culture, like PC bangs and stuff like that, like a massive cultural thing, or at least like you yeah, know, to an course. extent, especially in like Korea, for example. But um, and China, I know, is is quite big in China as well. But you know, like it's cool to see it, like kind of coming into more west, or at least in London. I guess it's because there's probably lots of people who would use those things in 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 London. Like I've been to the one in, I was going to the one in Charing Cross for for a little bit, um, just again to like kill time. Or like when I had a friend who was visiting, who didn't really have time to play games because he was sort of traveling from America and stuff. But you know, we'd go together to the. Um, to the land cafe and just kill some time there, have some bubble tea, play some random games, and yeah, it was really but nice. Just, it's, it's a chill thing to do, especially in the colder months. Like it's nice to be indoors. I think I, I definitely found uh, things have probably changed now because of air conditioning and whatnot. But in the warmer months, when you go into a land cafe, the the, the heat. Oh, from, yeah, I mean, for sure. computers. The heat is just unreal. Like obviously because there's a room filled with like 24 computers and a load of like large chaps and mm-hmm. um you know there's there's no i mean they've put fans in but they're fans that have been like switched on for the last seven years yeah. and they're like yellowing and falling apart and stuff missing blades somehow um it's, it's just like it's not a great experience in the summer so i can imagine with the weather being as it is now that was kind of an experience to have it with air conditioning oh i mean it was nice. great i mean the other thing is that i think these like these centers like the ones that are hosted by Wanyu, are very very like well kept you know like it's very clean oh, yeah, super like, high quality oh they? yeah ultra yeah. high quality like you know mm. um so yeah i mean it was i would definitely recommend i think there's one in charing cross one in canary wharf and one in stratford so if people want to check them out um yeah definitely will like i'll definitely give those a go yeah, um cool 
Um, anyway, I sorry. What, me... what have you? Yeah, what have you been uh, playing yeah. and watching this week, Clark? Sorry. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I could kind of jump on the back of what you just said about the the lamp party stuff, the 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 land what, land cafes, land, land cafes, is that what they called? I guess. So. Yeah, I, I don't even know what you call. I guess like gaming centers now. I don't even know what you would would you would call it. Like, you know what? Let's see. What we Google used to call them web cafes, didn't we? Yeah. Let's see what Google says. Wow. Do you remember when the internet wasn't in everyone's home and you had to go to a cafe to use the internet? Yeah, exactly. That was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, the, the reason I'm kind of chattering on about that is because. Um, this weekend on Sunday night, we went to a place in Peckham called Four Quarters, mm. which I don't know if you've been to at oh, all. Oh, Four it's Quarters, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an arcade. It's just, just a little arcade where you can get pizza and it's all kind of nicely themed and stuff. It's a bit it's a bit shabby and a bit run down. Yeah, um, it's been there for a while now. But yeah, yeah, but it, it did give me that feeling of being in like an old arcade because of the fact that it was a bit shabby. Mm. Like, and we played like Time Crisis, which was so much fun. Uh, I didn't realize how much Time Crisis makes your arms hurt as well. Yep. Uh, like my shoulders, the 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 more. I mean, I was also very hungover because we had because they they do two cocktails for twelve pounds, and we had these Donkey Kong barrel cocktail things, Ooh. which also had Red Bull in. So we didn't realize that while we were also getting drunk, we we're also getting hyperactive. <laughs> uh, we, we weren't drinking to get drunk; we just happened to be drinking and got drunk. Is yeah. what happened. Uh, but yeah, we were playing Time Crisis. We played a bit of. Um, uh, Daytona, oh, uh, man, House Daytona. of the Dead 2. Uh, Daytona is, is my jam. Like, I've always said, when I become a millionaire and I get my little uh, basement nerd cave, I will have four Daytona machines with the seats <laughs> and the, the cameras. Like, I, I just want that because I think that would be a really fun thing to do. Yeah. I'd also have four Mario Kart machines as well, but that's a whole different story. Mm. Um, so yeah, we went there on Sunday. That, that was really, really fun. Um Gaming-wise, I've been obsessed with Pokemon. Like, I'm, I'm near the end of my... In fact, I'm, I'm just on the last Eevee-lution now. So I've taken on this weird challenge of... I'm trying to get as many Pokemon as I can with six IVs. And they're perfect uh, breed. So they're perfect, like, nature. And um, I, I then went a step further and was like, okay, I'm going to do that, but I want to get a shiny as well. Mm. So I've spent the last week and a half hatching a Politoed, which is a Poliwag that evolves into a Poly... Wrath, think mm-hmm. or something, or probably wank. Maybe I don't know what they're called. Um, I don't know what they call it. And, and it's a Pokemon that can evolve into two different directions after the second form. Mm. It can either become a Politoed or a Poly Spank Spank. Maybe I don't know what it's called. Something mm. it gets it gets really big. Uh, and I wanted the the new evolution, which is this little like frog looking thing, but I also wanted it shiny. So I've spent a week and a half uh, during my downtime or like in the background of meetings and stuff hatching eggs. I've hatched 4,200 eggs, and at the end of that, I got my shiny on my birthday, so the egg has my date of birth as well, which is really fucking cool. Like, I'm, I'm really happy with that. Ooh. I know it's geeky, I know it's sad, but oh, now I have a little polytoid. I know, I have a little polytoid with six IV, with its hidden ability, and it's a shiny, and it's got my little birth date, so it's cute. Are you That's sure fun. it's not you in Pokemon form, Clark? It, it, I have, well, I've basically become one and the same with Pokemon now so mm. um because I've been playing it so much I also I've also picked up um Immortals uh Yes thank you I was like Immortals Order of the Phoenix that's not the right title um yeah and I'm loving it like really really enjoying that yeah. I'm not a particular fan of the 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 vaults um I, I the game could do without them as far as I'm concerned yeah. just my opinion like I'm sure people love them uh, but the open world is lovely. The the banter between the two gods is fantastic. It's really funny. 
Uh, and it's just fun. I'm I'm enjoying the kind of the chilled, like low tier experience I'm getting out of that. It feels like a salve for uh, Breath of the Wild. If you're waiting yes. for Breath of the Wild two, yeah, and and you've got to the end of Breath of the Wild one, and you're bored of it. It feels like an amazing middle ground. Mm. Like uh, so, I'm really enjoying that. I've been playing a bit of that. Obviously, I've been playing Overwatch as well. Um, and that's about it, I think. Oh, I've also started watching Silicon Valley again because for no other reason. Then I've just had some free time in the evenings um, where I wanted some noise in the background, so I put Silicon Valley. On. I don't know if you have you ever seen Silicon Valley. No, but I know a lot about it from like references and being someone who works in the tech industry, kind of thing, yeah, and having lots of friends who work in the actual, you know, the sort of like actually Silicon Valley kind of thing. So yeah, so yeah. to me, that's the closest um, show I've seen that actually gets it right, like mm. what it is like to work in those big. Like high tier Google like and Yahoo like company. Well, say Yahoo. That doesn't Yahoo. really <laughs> Yahoo. How old am I? Um, you know, like Microsoft, Google. It, it it shows the experience of working for those companies, which is you are genuinely surrounded by a lot of douchey people. There's some lovely people as well, but most people are douchey. Everyone's out to make a quick buck, and it's it's working in the tech industry in California, and it's it's great. Like I've been really enjoying that show. Mm. I've, I've watched it through a few times, and it's just it's it's just good background noise. Um, so yeah, that's been my week effectively. Um, Awesome. Yeah, that's been everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but moving on to the agenda, our first point goes on to one of our predictions that we made uh, for E3, which is where we were assuming that Sonic Colors and Sonic Remastered would, would get announced, and mm-hmm. both got announced, like, literally the day after our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, which says to me that we're both wizards. Oh, yeah, I think Sega were listening, yeah. really. And, uh... I, mean, I think they were listening and went, can we do that now? And they just copy-pasted the SonicColors.exe from the Wii U to the switch which yeah. worked um and then they just well they just use roms i guess for the uh um for the sonic collection uh, but they're both coming to the switch uh, mm-hmm. the sonic colors one i believe is switch only and the remaster collection i think is coming to all consoles cool which is cool um what do you think uh yeah i mean colors was a pretty good uh, was a great game i remember playing it on a uh, i think it was on wii right was on Wii it or Wii U? was on Wii, sorry, I not Wii. Wii. I think yeah, I said yeah. Wii U, but I meant Wii. It definitely was Wii. Yeah, I remember playing it on Wii, and it was one of the. It was the first sort of 3D Sonic game I played where I was like, you know what, this game's actually like solid. Like it, the it music is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but the Sonic. I always a... I find that Sonic music is fantastic anyway. But it is banging the music for that game. <laughs> yeah, in, in terms of like actual gameplay though, I thought it was quite fun. Like compare co- like comparing that to like some of the other 3D Sonic games, like you know Black Knight and where terrible. What's the one where he turns into a werehog? Uh, Sonic Unleashed? Sonic 06. No, uh, Sonic Unleashed, that is. And yeah, then you've Sonic got Unleashed. Sonic 06, which I mean, is the terrible yeah, one. We don't talk about Sonic 06. No one talks about Sonic 06. Um, but yeah, unless, it's, unless it's on um, awful games done quick. That's that's always a good time. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, Sonic 06, um, Yeah, Sonic Colors was good, right? It was because it was like Sonic Colors and Generations are normally lauded as like the best kind of well, yeah, Sonic, Sonic games. Sonic Generations of the two is the one that I've played because I didn't play Sonic Colors. I've only seen like I think I played like two or three minutes of it in a shop somewhere once. Yeah. Um, but it, it never drew my attention. It, it's the one where you can be like a drill and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, you pick up the that different right? like um, I don't I don't the really know what they're called. Yeah, the little aliens, and then it goes yeah. like, laser and stuff like that. What does it's it like do, a, sir? There's, there's, a, again? there's a voice whenever you pick up one of the, the aliens, you transform into something. It's like laser. Okay. Like, uh, we'll probably clip that. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I forgot what the other ones are called, laser. but la- Laser is the one I always remember. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> also, that game has a really... I just want to do a shout-out. That game is one of the first Sonic... Well, I think it's one of the first Sonic games to do the really cool effect of when you hit a... You have, like, a boost bar to, like, go really fast. 
and when you're boosting it um cuts all the highs out of or cuts all the lows out of the music because oh, you're it, traveling really fast and it, it like it does the sound breaking thing yeah yeah it's really it's cool like, really really cool love yeah love that effect like I, I think it did that in generations as well yeah 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 they, they yeah. put it into generations because it was so good in color yeah it's like it's not where it's almost like the sound kind of falls behind and then yeah yeah it cuts it all the lows yeah, yeah 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 so good oh, i love it when they do that in games yeah um so yeah i mean that's cool. what what is in the so you said there's the colors the they're moving colors but then what's the other thing that they're doing the remasters uh, i need to, i'll actually need to um, oh, i thought you were gonna ask that um sonic collection let me have a look well while we're there we can talk a little bit more about colors being a 60 dollar game Ooh. Uh, so it's yeah, it's being oh, priced at um, at sixty dollars, which I am not on board with. I'll be honest, at mm. all. Um, I mean, how do you feel about that? Like sixty dollars for Sonic Colors, and it's it's not a remaster. It's well, it, it's sort of a remaster because it's been pulled up from the Wii, so I guess it's been made into widescreen and whatnot. Mm. Um, but it's the same game. How yeah. do you feel? Like, what do you feel about that? Ah, uh, sixty dollars is a lot, man. Yeah. Ah, uh, would I pay sixty dollars for Sonic Colors? No. <laughs> I guess. In one word. <laughs> yeah, in one word. No. The good news is, oh, if I, I'm just going to double check my source before I go ahead and blurt this one out, because I found a way to get this way cheaper legitimately. Um. Let me just see if I can find it. Is it, is it, is it called downloading the ROM and installing <laughs> Dolphin Emulator? No, we don't use ROMs here at the place where we've actually been using ROMs quite a while now. <laughs> okay, you can actually get it for thirty pounds on uh, Shop Two in the UK, ah, which yeah, is uh, yeah. an amazing website that's popped up recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the last few years it's popped up and it's really good for getting physical copies of things for like usually ten or fifteen pounds cheaper than the full price. Yeah, I remember so, like, uh, someone in the office, uh, as in pre- where we previously used to work. He introduced me to Shop Two, and he was like a like a platinum or a gold customer or something, and he got so much stuff from it because it was so good for like yeah. collecting amiibos and um, yeah. Nintendo um, products and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm in a similar status. So I've introduced a lot of people to that website, mm. uh, a lot of people at our previous company as well. Um, so it's potential that they may have crossed over. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're doing it at the moment for. Um, I've actually just moved. The, well, I've just I had it open on the screen then, and for some reason I just clicked on something and lost my attention. But let me give you how much it is on Shop Two. It is currently for Xbox One and PS4. It is twenty nine eighty five. Mm-hmm. It should be thirty four ninety nine. Uh, and then for the Switch version, it is thirty four pounds and eighty five pence. Which is, I'm gonna buy that. Yeah, that's. I think that's more reasonable. <laughs> I'm I mean, actually gonna buy that. <laughs> is this where we do? Is this where we do the the calculation? Hey, how much did you say it was? Thirty four. Thirty four. Well, I mean, let's just say thirty five pounds. All right, thirty five pounds. Yeah, that's the price. So then, if we go to Nintendo's official is that, website, is that is thirty five pounds just about sixty dollars now? No, no, dollars and pounds are very similar now. The, oh, the conversion right, is almost oh, the same. Okay, okay. So thirty-five pounds in dollars is current. Oh no, actually, I'm really wrong on that one. It's forty-nine pounds, forty-nine dollars and fifty-six. Yeah, right. So it's still ten dollars so, or like you know, fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars less. Yeah, it's fifteen dollars less. So forty-nine minus thirty-five. I, I, what is forty-nine? Wait, forty-nine minus thirty-five. You said right? Yeah, that's fourteen. It's fourteen, yes. Yeah. So it's fourteen. It's fourteen dollars. Yeah. Um, no, 
I don't know what conversion we're doing. I'm doing, we're, doing here. So, we're doing some bad. We're doing some bad maths so, here. But anyway, doing some bad maths here. it's ten dollars cheaper. Yeah. Than the yes. digital version. Yes. We were doing some very bad maths. There's what some we doing there? There's some fat. Um, the title of this episode: Bad Maths. There you go. Um, yeah. So this is going to be me. Sonic Colors, Nintendo UK. Let's see how much it is. I get it on the Wii. <laughs> it's just giving me prices for the Wii. <laughs> Uh, okay, I can't find it on how much it costs on Nintendo Official, but I'm pretty sure the price was announced at sixty dollars. Which is so. If if you if you want my recommendation, go to Shop Two, which I'm doing right now, and I'm buying it right now. Wow, live um, live purchasing on the I know, podcast. live. You, you heard it here first, guys and girls and people. Uh, I am now reserved now. Pound dispatch. That's what I'm doing. Oh, honey, what do you what have you got for me? Anyway, oh, let's. No. I'll 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 deal with that We're later. We're not sponsored by Honey yet. No, we're not. We're not supposed to anyone yet, but yeah. that's something that's having a slight movement this week, but we'll talk about that offline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not and... going into sponsorship, by the way. So, um, yeah, so what's oh, yeah, in sorry, the Sonic? The sorry. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I did get your question, and I did have this on the screen just a moment ago. It is Sonic 1, 2, and 3, uh, Sonic and & Knuckles, and uh, Sonic CD. Okay. Are the games in the collection, which are, as we've all known for many, many years, and, and like I said, we don't promote piracy here, uh, but the these games have been available as ROMs for quite some time now, yep. and are the the, the the kind of the most easy way to get hold of these games on pretty much any bit of tech that you've got unlocked or unblocked. Mm. Um, so again, I mean, it's it's going to be a premium price game, uh, which I really hate the fact that they're doing this with ROMs. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's a strange thing. It's a very expensive price to play for what. How, yeah, how much? Games. How much? Uh, how much is it? I'm trying to find the price now, but uh, I've not done any research for this week. Usually, I'm quite well researched, but this and week not... I've. Um, and the other I've, question I'm... is: Are they adding anything to it? Uh, nothing added at all. Um, anything new? Anything new? So, if it's literally just the games, eh. I guess you're getting it on Switch. You're getting it on a pla- on a portable platform. That's got yeah, well, you're, you're getting it so you can play it on the go and stuff, but I still don't think that's that's worth it. Mm. Um, hmm. It's a very hard part of the podcast. So if I had time tonight, I would have researched this, but I just didn't ah, do that's it. That's fine. Anyway. Um, um, well, you can buy T-shirts. <laughs> oh, excellent. The one thing you're telling me, so it's Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic and Knuckles, and Sonic CD, right? Yep, pretty much. Okay. But that's effectively not worth buying because it's missing the greatest Sonic game of all time, which is Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. So, why would you buy that remastered collection? Really? I wouldn't argue with you. I think that's a fantastic game, but it's not the greatest Sonic game of all it's time. It's the best because, Sonic game of all time. Because Sonic 2 is the greatest Sonic game of all time. That's a weird way of saying Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, but, uh, you know. I, I you know, it's Sonic 2, you're just wrong. It's, it's fine, you can okay. be wrong. Okay. I mean, you know. You can't really, you can't rotate any beans in a, in a Sonic Two, so I guess we'll have to just agree to disagree. That might be our podcast title this what? week. <laughs> you can't, can't rotate. You can't rotate any bean, any beans in a, in, a, in, in, in any other Sonic title. There you go. Yeah, rotating beans and bad maths. There you go. Uh, we, we've got multiple titles this week. So yeah, that's the Sonic and um, it's the Sonic Retro Collection. And the Sonic Colors uh, relaunch, which is exciting. I've definitely not just bought it, which I did. I need to complete that payment now. Oh, I can't because my credit card's been blocked. 
Yeah, there was another little Wait. story. Um, I fell for a scam this weekend. Oh, so it's finally oh, no. happened. It was it was bound to happen. It was going to happen at some point. Um, so there's a scam that's going around the UK at the moment that's that's only just really started. And it's a, it's a text message that goes to your phone saying that your package wasn't delivered. And, oh, uh, the Royal Mail to, one. Yep, to get it re-delivered, you have to pay one ninety nine for the unpaid delivery fees. Now, I usually would not pay attention to anything like that. I'd just ignore it. But it came about 30 seconds after a phone, after talking with my mum, who had told me that she just got a notification that my package hadn't been delivered, containing birthday gifts. So I just kind of was in the mindset already, and it just happened to land at me at the right time. Yeah. So I responded to the text message, filled in my credit card details, and what I thought was the Royal Mail website obviously wasn't. Um, and within about 30 seconds, there was a charge uh, pending on my account for £300. Yeah. Luckily, because I'm fucking quick, I got straight on the phone to NatWest and said, can you block that payment, uh, block my card, and any payments in the last 24 hours can you write off as fraudulent? woman at NatWest went, yep, no problem. It's a standard process. We'll get that done straight away for you. All protected, but it means for the last few days I've been without a bank card, which living in London without the ability to tap, because all of your taps stops yep. at that point as well. Even your phone, because I use my phone for everything to pay. Everything stops. I now can't take the bus, although I have been and having like very sad conversations with bus drivers about, oh, I got, you know, I lost my card, and they're like, yeah, whatever, get on. Oh. Um, you can't buy food because no shops accept cash at the moment, especially because of the pandemic. No one's taking cash; it's all chip and thin. Yeah, kind of a bit dumb, um, aren't you? I'm screwed. Like it's really difficult, and I'm going on holiday in like three days' time for a weekend to Brighton with some friends. I need my card to arrive like now, otherwise I am screwed. Well, I guess um, you can just you know tell Royal Mail to deliver your your card, but oh no. Uh... Yeah, so that's fun. But I, I kind of got off a little a little bit off track there. But I just wanted to point out that that's happened and that's been fun. Yeah. So if you don't have a bank card, you can't live in London. I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen, it's not possible. Yeah, it's a rule now. That's it. That's the law. Um, yep. Uh, but the next point is the Amazon wellness chambers in warehouses. Have you seen this, Ollie? Have no, please. This? Imagine I am a humble listener. I am a humble. I have not heard anything about this. What the oh. hell is an Amazon wellness chamber? Dios mio. Um, this is like a really dystopian world that we've stepped into with Amazon. So what they've suggested is that they're going to put these chambers, which look very much like the suicide chambers from Futurama, oh, um, into the middle of each warehouse. And they are they are literally the size of the suicide chambers from, from Futurama. And these are going to be little rooms with a desk and a chair in that play tapes and videos. Oh, it's tapes. I mean, what is this, a million years ago? Um, that play Rapture? videos... I don't know what I'm talking about now. They play footage of like how to do wellness and how to feel better to, to, to warehouse employees that are feeling a bit stressed. And the idea being is that they can take a couple of minutes out of their day to sit in one of these chambers and become well again. That is... And tell me that's not like... That's not real, is it? It's, it's real. It's very real. Please don't tell me that's real. That's what? a terrifying concept, isn't it? Like... That... What? Wait, am, I, am, I over, am I overthinking it, or is that a really terrifying concept? No, that's horribly terrifying. That's like the most dystopian thing. Yeah, like... it's it's like Animal Farm. Like not not even Animal Farm. Like what am I thinking of here? Um, all I can think of is that Future Armor episode. That's where, like 1984. That's thank you, 1984. That's where I was yeah. trying to get it. It's that. Like that. I I don't know what they're trying to say. Like Amazon. Like clearly they've recognised that. Their employees are all... I mean, there was the reports of the high suicide rates and stuff at Amazon and all that kind of stuff uh, yeah. working in a in a warehouse. They've obviously recognized that, and this is just some 
really ham-fisted way of dealing with that. It does not look good. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You should, you should Google it and check out the pictures. In fact, let me find the um, uh, the link that I... Uh, Amazon Wellness Booth, because it does genuinely look like the Suicide Chambers. Uh, there it is. So let me link it in our podcast chat channel, which I'm considering opening up to the public shortly. Huh. Um, there you go. So do you see the picture I've just posted in, in our private chat? Yes. Do you see the picture? Oh my god, that's worse than I imagined. <laughs> well, isn't it? What? I mean, I, oh, what world are we in? It's Where like are a, we it's, now? It's like a phone booth. It it honestly it looks like someone has taken a phone booth. <laughs> and then I want to see what the inside of it looks like. <laughs> it's a coffin. Yeah, okay, sorry. I'm reading a BBC News article about this. It literally says coffin-sized yeah. booth in the middle of an Mother- app but new site Motherboard described the chamber as coffin-sized booth in the middle of an Amazon warehouse. It's the next bit I love where it says some viewers were quick to re-upload the video to other accounts and criticise the tech giant for what had been labelled the crying booth of a dystopian work practice. Jesus Christ. It's... I don't know what to think about that. I mean, I do know what to think about it, but I don't like that I'm thinking that. <laughs> I like how on the front of it, it has like a question. It's like, is this occupied? Question mark. Yeah. Lock, yeah. Lock, look before entering. It's like. Oh, I wonder God. if it's got another status with Janitor uh, needed. <laughs> please. Clark, Clark, Clark. <laughs> really now get someone in here. No. No. A little sign that just says blocked. Oh, no. it's just so please. awful. Anyway. But so, so for listeners out there, um, check out uh, the BBC website for a little tidbit of the Amazon and search for Amazon Google Office Weapons yeah. Chamber for stress staff, and you'll find it. Um, it's a terrifying concept, but but uh, moving on from that to something a little bit more positive, uh, the Friends reunion show uh, aired last week. Did you get a chance to watch it, Ollie, or did you care about it? I'm going to be 100% honest with you, Clark. I have never really watched Friends, and okay. the times I have watched Friends, I didn't really enjoy it. That's so. fair. It's, it's a show that com- definitely comes from my era. I don't think it comes from yours. Uh, but it has bled across the eras. Um, like people right now are watching it and enjoying it. It's not aged well. Yeah, uh, that's what I've boring. heard from uh, from some workmates who are talking about it. Um, it does the whole like making jokes about gay people and oh, stereotyping absolutely. stereotyping lesbians and um, it re- really hating on fat people. A lot of body shaming. Um, it it it's something that in the nineties was hilarious, like because we thought it was funny. We didn't yeah. know any better. Uh, I'm not excusing it. Please don't think that I'm trying to excuse the the way it was written. Um, it just was something that we didn't know better at the time, so we laughed at it because it was fun. And it is a it is a great show. I'm not going to lie; it's a very well written show. Uh, the character building is incredible, and it lasted for ten seasons. And it it touched a lot of people, and it did a lot of good for a lot of people. But that that doesn't excuse it from being problematic. Yeah. Um, but more to the point is they they've been teasing now for something like 15 or 20 years that they're going to get back together and have a reunion. Uh, it keeps being something that pops up on April Fool's Day on like Netflix or um, it, it, it just pops up in all these different uh, shapes and forms, but it's never really happened. Hmm. And finally it did. Um, we, we got to watch it and I, I admit it was enjoyable to an extent. But it was about as cringy as you would expect a show like that to be, like to a to a whole different level. And this is because they bought in really weird, unrelated celebrities. So right. like 
Justin Bieber turns up. He was never in Friends. I don't know why he was there. He didn't even talk. He was just dressed as a potato, um, which is a costume from the show. Um, Cindy Crawford showed up, but she did have a guest appearance. She does like a fashion show thing. Uh, Lady Gaga turned up, and I actually liked her cameo because she uh, she sang "Smelly Cat" with Phoebe, which is this song from the show from that was really famous, and everyone sang it. Uh, Phoebe wrote, wrote a jingle for uh, some cat food, um, and it ended up like being a really popular thing. Um, and Lady Gaga turned up into the into the the the, the coffee shop from Friends and, and played it with her, which was which was kind of nice. I quite like that part. Um, and then there was this weird cameo from of all people, BCS. Like wait, B- who's yeah? Wait, yeah, yeah. The, the the K-pop band. Do you mean BTS? BTS, sorry, not BCS. What's oh, BCS? BCS is the uh, marketing. <laughs> anyway, uh... <laughs> the marketing department showed up. Uh, yes. No, BTS. Sorry, the people that sang Dynamite is who I'm talking about. Right, yeah, BTS. Um, yeah, they turned up, and and that that is the most disconnected thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Why would BTS be in Friends? So they they learned English by watching Friends. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they did. Like, uh, to be fair, I, having worked in uh, a non English speaking country, non non English first language country, sorry, I have been told by a lot of like French people that they did learn a lot of their English from American TV, specifically Friends, Seinfeld, and Frasier. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was so cringy. And then there was this whole thing with uh, Matthew Perry. So he's the guy that plays Chandler. Um, there was a whole thing in like the the end of the nineties where it was found out that he was getting into like painkillers and drugs and oh, he was having a really bad time. He was having a pretty rough life and he kind of separated from the group and it was at, at the end of the show sort of thing and he sort of just disappeared off into obscurity. He looked so out of place on that show. Like obviously the others had stayed in touch because they're all still famous, they're all still celebrities, and he's not a celebrity anymore. Like he just went back into like normal life. Right. And it, it was really awkward watching him interact. He was like trying to be funny again, but trying to be Chandler funny. Oh, God. Which is like nineties slightly inappropriate funny. And it, it just it just didn't work and it was really cringy and but the whole thing was a cringe fest. Yeah. Um and yeah, I, I, if you'd not watched it, I wouldn't recommend you watch it. But if you have if you have seen Friends, I still wouldn't recommend you watch it because <laughs> it, it was also it was also it felt like just a ve- um, a vehicle for James Corden to get more of his face on the screen. Wait, James, James Corden, Corden was, was in it. He was presenting it, so he it, it was effectively they, they all came and sat on the sofa and chatted to him for an hour about what they remember Friends is and what like, the impact it had on their lives. And then celebrities turned up and did stupid shit, uh, and and all it was was like. Instead of James Corden asking questions, he was asking the questions and then giving his answers. And it was right. just like, okay. like, shut up. Like, let them speak. And they barely got a chance to speak because James would never show up, which is quite ironic because I see exactly what I'm doing now. So, um, okay. So, so I'm, I didn't realize when you said, like, when people were talking about this Friends reunion show, um, yeah, I assumed, yeah, it was like a new episode or like they were, like, you know, uh, done done a new episode but like you know like sort of like set it in like whatever you know like yeah. a carry on kind of thing you know like a special to, or something. to be honest that's what I thought as well I thought that's yeah. what it was going to be but it was just they got a reunion together they got the, all the actors and actresses together and they just basically interviewed them on a couch sort of I mean they, they read a few of the scripts again so they did some of the scenes and read them and reread them because I mean these are old people now like they're yeah, yeah. they're in their 50s not, that's not old but they're in their 50s uh, probably late forties, early fifties, because they they weren't in their twenties when they were pretending to be in their twenties. Yes, you know they're in their thirties. 
Um, right. And, you know, they just read some scenes and stuff and just reference all the popular parts of the show. I see. I see. Well, I guess, I guess for fans of the show, I can imagine that being quite cool. But, um, it yeah. was it, it was definitely written for an American audience, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's well worth missing. Like, I, I wouldn't go out your way to watch it. Mm. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that was the Friends reunion. I, I, I was kind of hoping you were more into Friends than that. Sorry. So that, Sorry. It's, okay. it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're, we're dragging along this week. Um, but moving on to uh, – before we move on to our Nostalgia Bites section, I wanted to point out something that's been quite important, I think, which is that Tell Me Why – uh, is a game that came out a few years ago from, I believe it's from Don't Nod, the same people that made yeah. Life is Strange. And it is a wonderful game that tells a very important story, a very hard story about a transgender teen returning to life in a kind of backwards, backwater American town. Um, and that he obviously they've got magic powers because it's a Life is Strange sort of game. Um, and him and his sister, oh, sorry, Yes, him and his sister are exploring their new power, which is the ability to feel empathy for each other. Mm. Uh, have you played it at all? No, oh, but yeah. I've heard you talk about it and also watched yeah. some stuff on it. Yeah, it sounds like a very good game. Like... Yeah, so it's currently free on PC and Xbox without the Game Pass, so you can just get it for free. Oh, cool. Um, and I would strongly recommend you check it out. Like, If you like nicely kind of laid out games that are very cinematic with lovely backgrounds and lovely music, this is one of those. What's it, it? It's very, it's very similar to Life so, is Strange. Sorry, where 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 can you download it from free? PC and Xbox, but from the Windows Store. So uh, you have to go to the Windows 10 Store, I think it is, or Shop, or whatever they've changed it to now. I'm just having a little look at what it's called on my computer. It seems uh, to be Microsoft Store is what it's called. It seems to be 100% off on Steam, as well. Uh, says... Yes, it is. It's it's on it's on multiple platforms. Right. Cool. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the way I got it was on was on um, uh, on the Windows 10 store. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a great game, well worth tra- checking out, and, and it tells a super important story, which is you know something that's not really focused on in gaming. Mm. Yeah, I'll download that. Which is you know these uh, transgender this transgender teen having a really d- difficult time telling this story about how he was sort of abused by his family, um, ignored and hated and kind of shunned, which is something worth checking out. Like I I enjoyed it. I, I didn't make it all the way through it because I did find it found it got a little bit boring. Uh, but for what I played, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I'll give it. That's right. cool. Tell me why. I mean, I think it's the first two chapters or three chapters which are free. Hmm. Um, but yeah, well worth checking out. Um, so yeah, so there's that. How, and then, how would you? Um, how, sorry, sorry. Um, how would ahead. you compare it to? Um, I guess the other don't nod games. So you know, like tell like. Uh, Life is strange and stuff like that. Like, would you say it holds up to them, or? Um, it's it's definitely in the same vein. Mm. So you know, it's along the same lines. Quality wise, yes, but it definitely it's, it's a lot slower paced. Right. Like okay. it takes a lot longer for it to do anything, and I don't think it has the same level of like emotional impact as as Life is Strange did when I first played it. Okay. But I think it's because I was unaware of that that game at the time. Going into this, knowing about Life is Strange, kind of takes something away from this. Yeah, I can you, imagine. you sort of know what to expect. Yeah, yeah, like you know, you kind of have a grip on the formula, right? Yeah, sort of. But I, I would honestly say, if you just want it for the story, I would play it because the the story is worth going through. Okay. It's cool. just, it's just, it's it's upsetting. It, it's it's it's. Enjo- I mean, I say it's enjoyable. It's not enjoyable to watch something be upsetting, but you know what I mean. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, emotionally fulfilling. I guess you exactly. Know, or like, you know, it, interesting it, to 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 watch and learn about things. I, right? 
I think you get out of it what you expect as well. Yeah. Like you expect it to be as, as what it is, and, and that's what you get. So I would recommend checking that out because that's um, my discovery of the week, which is the the, the fact that it's free. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, that. So that's kind of cool. And you can't, what could you lose from playing something for free? Absolutely exactly. nothing. Yeah. Unless it's um, something like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a terrible game that was free now that I wouldn't even play. Sonic 06. Free. Sonic 06, there we go, but that wasn't free. <laughs> it should be. Uh, it should give you, they should I'll pay you for buying that game. Exactly, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's Tell Me Why. But then now we can move on to our newest segment, which is Nostalgia Bite. And this week we are talking about joypads without joysticks. Oh joy! Mm. And this is so this is talking about the game consoles of old that were just joypads. Um, we're very used to having analog sticks, two in fact. Um, and, I mean, I grew up in an era when there was only one analog stick on controllers. You know, that's if we wanted a second, yep. If you wanted a second analog stick, we had to walk twenty miles in the snow backwards uphill uh just to get our second analog stick but <laughs> now you kids don't know you're born god damn it um so uh, if you if you don't mind me asking ollie what was your first console like so, or not, not necessarily the first console that you had what was the earliest console that you've owned the earliest console that i have owned well at least my family has owned was a super nintendo so okay so you, you played with a flat pad then yeah 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 i played yeah. i played i played with a not not an nes controller but yeah like the uh snes controller with God, how many buttons did that? Did I have four buttons? And an the SNES controller. Are we yeah. counting the D-pad as four buttons or one? Uh oh, I guess. I mean, I wasn't even counting the D-pad, but yeah, I guess the D-pad is four buttons. Then you got so four on the D-pad. Start and select. Mm-hmm. Uh, X, Y, A, B. Yep, and then and the then L and R. Yeah. Yep, L and R. Yeah. So I I had a SNES growing up. Um, obviously I then maybe most of my childhood gaming memories are from the N64, where that was like the first you know you had a analog stick. Uh, I mean the PS One didn't even have analog sticks, did it? Or you had to get like a dual, sh- you had to get a specific controller to get analog sticks. Right? You said that actually because the original PS One didn't have analog sticks at all. It came yeah. with just a stand. It was a pad with a D pad, four buttons, two shoulder buttons on each side, yeah, and then the start and select. Yeah, um, and I, I've now I played one of those controllers recently, and I forgot one how light they were because mm. they weigh nothing. They, yeah, they're like, like paper. Like it, yeah. it's genuinely like you're not holding anything, which. You could argue is a good feeling, but also the ergonomic on that controller is terrible. Oh yeah, there's no sure. there's no like finger molding or anything where your like where your index fingers sit on the back of the controller. There's none of that, so it's quite jagged, mm. um, and it, it, nothing feels natural on the controller. Like your fingers don't naturally go to any location, and the reactiveness of the D pad is so shit. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so that was it. And then um, obviously the first controller that came out for the PS One after for analog was the DualShock One. Yes, which weighed a ton. This thing weighed like a kilo. Wow! Uh, Wait, so really? Heavy. Yeah, because it didn't have vibration in it. It just had analog sticks. Oh my god! So the the vibration came with the DualShock Two, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, or Dual Sense. I think it was DualShock. Um. So what would it be actually? What was the first um PS One controller models? Let's have a look. Oh, because I want to see if I'm getting it right here. Because I can't remember if it was called the DualShock or not. Uh, da, 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 da. so the original controller was just called SCPH 1010. Right, very memorable, lovely name. Uh, also known as the the PS1 digital controller, uh, and then the successor to that was Dual Analog. That's sort of what it's called. Yes. So it was called Dual Analog. It had a button on it where you could turn analog on and off. Yeah, no I remember that. All, yeah. Which was really irritating because occasionally you'd knock it and your game would freeze because the game would pause if you turn the analog off. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, and then it went on to DualShock, which is the, the so the big difference there is they added the vibrate function and also took the little nubs out of the sticks. Yeah. So the, the sticks then became uh, convex instead of concave. Yeah. Uh, and then we went to DualShock 2, and then we went to 6-axis, which was the PS3 controller, which was also super light. Mm. And then we went to DualShock 3, which is where we were for PS4. And then DualShock 4, which is where we are for also for PS4. And then DualSense, which is PS5. Right, okay. Uh, so, yes. Um, but yeah, we we come from an era when controllers didn't have sticks, and it's weird to think that now, because I've just been through like eight models of controller, yeah. one of which didn't have sticks. Well, here's the thing. So is that for me now with playing a lot of indie games and a lot of um different types of games on PC and stuff like that depending on the game there's a lot of cases where you actually don't want an analog stick you actually want digital input so using a but, D-pad. But you want a you want a strong digital input like yes. you want a good accurate one not like the digital pad on the um the Switch Pro controller which is terrible by the way Mm. Um, like I want to try and play Celeste and um, Binding of Isaac with that pad. No, you can't. No, it's it's not reactive at all. Sorry, I'm sidetracking you here. No, 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 it's fine. But but yeah, basically, instead of having some kind of analog input, you always you want a digital input because it's like the most responsive and fastest thing. And a lot of games, when they are like you know they are designed with digital input, but then you can play them with an analog stick, but it won't actually use analog controls. It'll just be like. You know, in the code, it will just be like, oh, when the analog stick is passed this value, when you move it this far in a direction, then, like, just register a, you know, left input or a right input, right? And at that point, you don't even want the stick, you just want a button. So, it's interesting to see, like, how, like, over the years, it's kind of like, oh, we had, like, you know, the, the you know, there was only D-pads, then analog sticks, but then it was kind of like people figuring out, like, oh, what are the interesting things you can do with analog sticks that you wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't do with, like, digital input, for example, right? And then it seems like now, especially with like modern games, and as people are getting like more, you know, like the gaming literacy of people understanding how these games work, how input controls work, and stuff like that. Like not just developers, but players as well. Like people are opting to actively have like digital inputs over analog inputs, which I think is really interesting. I mean, this is also another side note and not really a nostalgia bite, but you know, um, you see in games such as like uh, Smash Bros. Melee, where traditionally that game's played with the GameCube controller. But now there's like people who have designed like controllers like the uh the twenty the box, the B O X X and stuff like that. Or like yeah, other yeah. controllers, which remove the analog input from these controllers and just replace them with digital buttons. And it's created a lot of weird controversies and stuff like that, which is you know, this quite interesting to read into, but you know, this idea of basically like people going back, like we don't want analog anymore, we want digital inputs because it's cleaner. Yeah, like in terms of nostalgia for me, like obviously using the SNES controller and stuff like that, like you know, and playing the games with the SNES, and also playing games on the N64 where you did have that analog stick in the middle. Like there were some times it where it caused your finger to like bleed. Oh yeah, it was like the worst, yeah. like one of the worst analog sticks of all time. But like, yeah. um, you know, you just prefer to have a digital input anyway. Now looking back, right? Um, but I guess in terms of like for like ergonomics and stuff like that, I guess. A th- thumb pad, like an analog stick, is better than 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 like well, it a definitely D-pad. is. It feels more it comfortable. Is, right? I mean, for, for for the majority of games, I think an analog stick is more important, mm. mainly for the old walk run options. Yeah, yeah. Like when it's implemented like, correct, yeah, like for sure. Yeah, it has that thing, right? One thing I'm glad isn't really a thing anymore, aside from some Pokemon games and a few other bits and pieces. But is having to hold a button to make your character run mm. because. 
Why? Like, <laughs> I don't know if you play GTA Five, but you have to tap X constantly to to run. Yeah. And I've destroyed controllers because of that game. I've literally broken <laughs> X buttons because of that controller. No, X button, square button, sorry, because it's one on the left. Mm. And you just, no, it is X, the one at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just constantly tapping the button. I don't know why that's relevant. Um, you're just constantly tapping the button all the way through the game. And I, I've put thousands of hours into that game. So obviously I've also destroyed thousands of controllers. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, like who thought that was... And in fact, I know who thought that was a good idea, and I probably shouldn't say anything about that. <laughs> I mean, I get... <laughs> I like, from, from a... From a... <laughs> You know, from a design perspective, you can see why it's, like, interesting to have those kinds of things in the game, because it creates, like, an actual, um, like, physical connection between you and the character, right? You know, like, you are exerting force, pressing the X button to run, as your character is also exerting force to, yeah, like, run in their world, right? So you build that connection of, like, effort, I guess, which I think is interesting. It has other problems and implications to do with, like, accessibility, you know, like, like you said, you can break controllers, uh, you know. Easily. Like, yeah, yeah, quite easily, like, um, so, you know, you, 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 there's, there's arguments for and against it. Me, personally, I think having those kinds of, like, um, you know, f physical connections between, like, your game character and you can make for very interesting and intriguing, like, experiences. But yeah, um, where, where appropriate, right? Well, that, that actually know. brings a really good side point up. So, have you, if you, if you had any chance at all to play on the PS5? Uh, I did for the first time a few weeks ago. I tried to use the controller. Did yeah. you play Astro Boy? Yes, I did. Now, if ever there was a, a, a tech demo for a, a controller function that I think is... The, the only thing that's second to this would be the 1-2 switch thing. Yes. Um, if you played that as well. But, but, yeah, so if you played Astro Boy, the way that the vibration is used in that game is is actually phenomenal. Yeah, it's like, very cool. So th there was quite famously last year uh, this Jeff Keighley section on... Um, uh, the the game awards, I think it was, yes. where obviously because of COVID, they they couldn't give people the dual sense, the, sorry, the, whatever it's called, the dual, whatever it's called, controller to dual people sense, to use. Yeah. yeah so, so Jeff Keighley had to sit there and use it and describe his his use, and he was like, "Wow, it feels like I'm flying, and I can feel the rain." It's like, dude, this is cringy. Like whether whether you can or you can't, this this sounds really cringy. But now having used one, I can sort of see where he was going. Mm. I mean, honestly, you can't feel the rain, but you can feel the feeling of the rain. Yeah, right. Which is which is which is amazing. Like uh, just for, for for a vibration function, which initially was just used for when cars exploded in games. Yeah, it, it's quite impressive. And like the, the the bit that I was trying to get to was the the ice skating, right? Which which just makes the controller feel amazing. It it genuinely feels like that feeling when you're skating on ice. Yeah, like that kind of heavy slightly dangerous slightly uneven feeling and mm. the controller gives you that and i don't know how it does it i'm not i've like, not played that section so i won't be able to give you a description it's, but that it's sounds... really really impressive it's yeah. really really impressive like yeah. and in, in fact every part of that game is 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 incredible and like, i would be very surprised if we don't see multiple sequels of that game yeah i think it that... was quite good as like a as like a first game like sort of tech demo it was, also... and sony have now found their mario is what they've done like, yeah that, and all... that is their mario <laughs> also all the references to all the like kind of other yeah. like playstation yeah. products yeah. and stuff like that was kind of cool i think um the the game taking place inside your ps5 and showing you the different aspects of it is a bit too much for me into like too much. No, that was a bit marketing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very marketing. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah. be honest, that, that made it feel a bit disconnected to me. I guess so. Yeah, like I can imagine that being in a big world of like the fire zone, the snow zone, the you know the, the forest zone or whatever. But it didn't need to be 
limited to in this like weird tech dystopia. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Where like the uh, GPU is cool. singing to you as you're playing through. Yeah. Going which I'm like, all oh, right. Yeah. Which apparently went quite quite heavily viral as well. Like people really enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm sure. But you know, I guess for me, it's just like, like you know, just I don't. I don't want to play a marketing product. I want to play the game. Anyway. Actually, yeah. every product is marketing now. Yeah, I know. Well, that's just it. It's, it's, this is the evolution of, like, joypads into what they were and what they are. Because initially, they were just a way to make the game do what you want it to do. Yeah. And now they're more of a way for the game to make you feel like the game feels. Mm-hmm. As well as you telling the game to do what you want it to do. And sometimes making you not be able... Because another thing that DualSense does is that resistance trigger. Yes. Where if you're shooting guns, it's difficult to shoot, which people immediately disable because they're like, well, this is just... This makes the game hard to play. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I really like the thinking behind it, but in a, in action, it doesn't work mm. because it just makes the games harder. I think it's a cool... It I also think makes your hands sore. I think using it as a, again, like the whole like f- physical connection between you and your character, if you're using it appropriately for like artistic context or like, you know, like trying to make, evoke some kind of emotion, that's fine. If you're throwing you're it into... Sparingly. Yeah, exactly. If you're throwing it into like your like Call of Duty to be like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna make this trigger harder to press to balance the gun, then I'm like less inclined on that. Yeah, but you know? that button that you press 300 times a minute. Yeah. How about you make it so you you can work out while you're doing that? It's yeah. Like, Let's oh, do that. this oh, this sniper yeah. rifle. Actually, I mean, now I'm thinking more about it. I guess it would be kind of interesting. Probably not cool, but like you know, having like oh, you know, you have the sniper rifle that's that's better than the other one. But the thing that makes it the trade-off is that the trigger is harder to pull. Uh, I mean, I, I can only I imagine like, the weird things that come out of that. But I do feel like it's one of those things that if you stuck with over time, you would get a lot better at it for sure. Yeah, and, and you you would develop a physical strength around it as well. Yeah, it's so weird to think about. But um, yeah, but we don't need it. We don't yeah. need that. Like, we don't need that in gaming. So is this, like, is this it? Cool idea. We don't need it though. But is this it, Clark? Is this where we we become like the old, you know, the the older gamers? I mean, we kind of we already are. are. You know, where I mean, we're like, oh, we don't need that. We don't need that. And meanwhile, you know, the 10, the, the 10 to 15 year olds who are playing the new COD with this thing is like, oh, yeah, it's great. And they grow up with it. And then when a game doesn't have that, they're like, oh, that's weird. You know. Giant hands because yeah. they're all super muscular. <laughs> they just got, they've yeah. all been playing Ring Fits. They've all got six packs. <laughs> this is what future gamers are. The next be... generation of gamers, they're all just yeah, uh... just ripped. Oh like, my ridiculously god, ridiculously rich. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's, good, right. that's a good thing. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, oh my god. But yeah, right. so, so that's an interesting future for us to be in. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, be conscious so, of time. So, uh, you are. But just a very quick side note on that. I learned a new word this week from my nephew who who was watching me play Fortnite, and he actually said to me, he said that was a really sweaty shot, and I was like, You don't you know the word say? sweaty. I was, uh, genuinely, I was like, What did you just say? And oh, it was like sweaty. Clark. And he, uh, well, I mean, come on. When am I going to use the word sweaty in an adult conversation other than, oh, I'm feeling a bit sweaty okay, right yeah, now? Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, so I learned sweaty. Um, he also said something like, Bajudi, I can't remember what he said. It was like Bajudi or something like that. It was, it was something one of the streamers that he watches says when it's like an, a really epic move. Uh, and he, it, it, sorry, no, um, Scrooby is what it was, a Scrooby, which is referencing a noob. So he was like, that guy's a Scrooby. And I was like, what the hell did you just say? Do you mean like a scrub? No, but it's just a weird, just a weird way of is. saying scrub. So yeah, so I, I looked Scroob. it up, and a, the streamer that he was into uses the word "scrooby" to say uh, to say scrub. Oh, that's a scrooby. That's, that's a yeah. scrooby. Scrooby. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, I learned some new stuff this week. But yeah, conscious of time. Have we got time for a quick round of twenty questions? If you want to set one off. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, I'll think of a game. I'll give you a twenty question set. You, you know what it's going to be if I if I think of a game, it's going to yeah, be from my PS PS2 collection behind me and my PS3 collection behind exactly, me. Exactly. Exactly. 
Uh, all my Switch collection, which I have like, oh, I have all the Switch games, but whatever. Let me think of a video game. Come on, there's many out there. There's over a hundred out there. All right, I've got a video game. Let's okay. see. Um, is it from before or after the year two thousand? Uh, after. Yes or no question. Oh, but sorry. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's, you said is it part? Of... Wait, 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 wait. Is Phrase it from after the year two thousand? It is indeed after the year two thousand. Okay. Is it from the PS4 era? So this is PS4, Xbox yes. One, Wii U, and uh, sorry, Switch, not Wii U. Yes. Okay. Um, is it a platformer? No. Is it an Eastern game or a? Sorry, is it a Western game? Yes. It's a Western game. Uh, is it part of a series? No. Okay. Um, Not yet, anyway. Not yet, anyway. Uh, is it Horizon Zero Dawn? It is not. Damn it. Um, okay. Is it on the PS4? It is. Okay. And it's not yet part of a series. Mm-mm. But it, it, so it will be part of. It's definitely going to be part of a series. Is that a question? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, is, is it, it is. definitely going to be yes. part of a series? Yes. Okay. So it can't be anything that's currently a two. It's got to be a, a a first game that has. Is it Astro Boy? No. Also, that wouldn't have been. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, counting as a question. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Screw you. I'll, I'll take you down, Ollie. That's nine. Fight that's nine. Person. That's nine questions. Okay, Clark. fine, fine. <laughs> Be a little bitch about it. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> it's a pretty easy one. Uh, hmm. Is it a fighting game? No. Ten. Is it a Dark Souls-like game? No. Eleven. Is it a roguelike? No. Twelve. Okay, there's no other game types. Uh, That's it. You're out. You're out. I've done them all. Um. Is the main character human? Yes. Okay. I I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's a bit of a trick question. That's a bit of a trick answer. But yes. It's not Sonic the Hedgehog, there. No, it is not Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I'm not counting that it as a question. It, I mean, that doesn't fit any of the criteria. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, is it a game that we've talked about on the show? Yes. At length. Uh, yes. That's two questions. I'm going to count as one question. That's, one that's, question. that's fine. You can take it, take it as two. I'll, I'll accept 14. that. 14 questions. Um, hmm. Hmm. Struggling with this one. Uh, I feel like you, you, you're one question away from just getting it. As in, like, you, you ask a, like, you would easily get it if you, it, it, you know what? Yeah, you just... Well, let's see. Realize, let's see. Fourteen. Sorry. Sounds, don't you? I, I feel like I'm, I'm going to give it. I'm gonna, what it was. I would <laughs> just give it away if I said anything more. Uh, is it a game that I play a lot? Yes. Is it Pokemon? No. <laughs> it was on PS4. Oh, <laughs> Come on, man. What? Yes, so what? So what? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, I got there. I got there. Come yeah. on, I got there. You got there. You got there. I can't. It's Overwatch. Yeah, I did it. I'm the best. <laughs> Is it on PS4? Part. Yes. Is it Pokemon? <laughs> Shut up. We wish. We wish. We wish. <laughs> one day. One, one day. day. One day. We'll I mean, honestly, there. you know. Get it there. Ah, <sighs> well, there you go. And yeah. <laughs> hey, Overwatch Two is coming out at some point, right? 
It is. It's got to come out at some point. Yeah. Although, um, um, BlizzCon got cancelled, um, didn't it? Small. Sorry. BlizzCon got cancelled, didn't it? Small bit of BlizzCon did get cancelled. Uh, on the back of that, I also heard some whispers that Overwatch has been delayed by another year. Oh wow. I mean, that's unofficial. It comes from a a source. I'm not going to say whether it's a trusted source or not, but um. There are definitely whisperings of that game being delayed by yet another year, which would mean it will now be two and a half years delayed. Wow, 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 wow. That's a wow, lot. Wow, wow, wow. That's a yep. lot. So, uh, but yeah, um, I guess, uh, I, I mean, I'm very conscious of time. Like, we have been on, and we are, we are all running late, so I guess we'll skip another round of 20 questions. Yes. I think we'll just keep this to one round a week, like, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, we can also. Um, but yeah, so um, I guess this has been the Sunfire Tavern episode 35. Uh, Ollie, do you have any closing remarks before I close out with the socials? Um, I hope everyone has a wonderful week, and thank you for listening. And oh, hopefully, lovely, please man. join us next week for another episode of the Sunfire Tavern. Yes, and hopefully with Ollie's amazing editing skills, the music will be kicking in right about now. Uh, as I say, I can't remember what it is I say anymore. Uh, oh, it's going to be hard been... to edit this. Oh, it's going to be very difficult because I'm now talking again. I might just talk a little bit more just to make it more difficult for you. That's all hey, right. we'll go into This has been our podcast for Gamers and Geeks, the Sunfire Tavern, uh, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV with myself, uh, Clark, and my co-host, Ollie. We're here every week discussing all things... Um, in those things that I just talked about, um, which are, and we'll also look at the hot topics of the week. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can also find us on various other podcast channels now as well. Uh, and if you want to drop us an email, please do through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from my good friend, Ollie. That's definitely going to be two plays of the outro, but yeah, see you, see you next we week, everybody. We can still talk now. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, I'm stopping. No, anyway. See you next week, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.